The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapete on SAFM. Yeah, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, many South Africans have had to face the harsh realities of job losses. And consumers are concerned about how they will pay their debts. It's an increasing concern for an increasing number of people and businesses alike. I mean, just earlier yesterday, was it yesterday, I heard that the Restaurant Association of South Africa has confirmed that some 3,000 restaurants in the last year have had to close down. That is a staggering figure. But the credit ombud is sending a clear message to the consumer. It isn't the end. Even when you find yourself in a situation where you are unemployed and do have debts, the ombud provides some guidance to the consumer that will, one way or the other, lessen the burden. Consumers can contact the Office of the Credit Ombud for free assistance if they experience any issues related to credit agreements with non-bank credit providers such as clothing and furniture retailers as well as micro-lenders fraudulent listings, emolument attachment orders or garnishy orders, or just general credit bureau listings. The list is endless. Your worries are yours, and we appreciate that. Let's have a conversation now, a frank, candid, and open and honest conversation in relation to how we can just lighten the load in what really is a heavy time to be alive and indebted. Ms. Kabelo ma'am, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Songezo, and good evening to your listeners as well. Excellent. What can you tell us? How busy are you guys? What are the frequent customers raising as challenges? Of course, the lenders want their money back, obviously. Mm-hmm. There are people who are demanded money off and simply do not have an option because they don't have a source from which to be making these contributions along the lines of the credit agreement in the first place. Everybody is trying hard but somebody at some point is suffering. No, that is very true, Songezo, because um, when it comes to offices, uh, surprisingly, though, um, we are not finding a lot of uh, complaints in relation to some COVID relief or anything like that. I mean, I, it could be the reason that um, it's a credit on, but we are not a debt mediator. I mean, we can only assist if a consumer is experiencing some problems in having their, cur- their current credit life insurance application assessed or are experiencing some delays uh, from the credit provider. So the the main complaints, though, that we have seen coming through to our office are in terms of statement of accounts. Um, consumers complaining about interest being charged and all of those complaints basically relating to statements of accounts. And that including as well um, with closure letters, having to receive closure letters from, from the credit providers once uh, an account has been paid off. So that's why we said to the consumer, we know that although as much as complaints we are not receiving, but with the queries, the general inquiries that we are getting, the calls that are coming in, consumers are right now very frustrated. Hence, we are sending out the message to consumers and saying it isn't the end, even though you find yourself in a financial crisis at the moment, because to tell you the truth, Sonia, we are all in this together. It is a global pandemic. It is not just for us South Africans. It is not just for a certain percentage of South Africans, but we are all in this together. And to say to consumers basically that you are not alone, we are here as the credit ombud, is the message that we just want to bring to consumers. But consumers are alone until such time they get the kinds of assistance that will put them in a better position than what their statements typically would 
could read. I mean, you can imagine a majority of South Africans, and I don't say this dismissively, probably are not in a position to readily look at their statements and be able to tell if the calculations that have been put there are indeed the accurate ones. An adjustment of 0.5%, depending on how much money we are talking about, it can be quite material. But a typical South African consumer is probably not in a position to engage and question and indeed pick up those discrepancies. Let me flip the coin. What are the inherent responsibilities of those lenders to ensure accuracy on the statements so that we don't need as much as we are having the interventions of the credit ombud? Well, to tell you the truth, um, it is, yes, the responsibility of the credit provider, obviously, is to actually provide some accuracy when it comes to the calculations, because in all honesty, it's not every consumer who is um, who is um, knowledgeable when it comes to the statements of accounts and how much they are supposed to be charged. I mean, for instance, we find that a lot of consumers do not even know that they have credit life insurance, but they are paying for it on a month-to-month basis. So it goes to show that the initial agreement that was entered into, the consumer did not have quite enough understanding of what they were entering into. And this is where now the credit provider needs to step in and say to the consumer, because number one, the National Credit Act does state that the consumer has got the right to receive documentation in a language that they are comfortable in, that they understand. Now, this is where we are saying to consumers as well that it is your responsibility that before you enter into a credit uh, agreement, request that the credit provider provides you information of that credit agreement in a language that you actually do understand so that you know what you're getting yourself into. And even when it comes to statements of account, if you're not certain, that's where the credit ombud comes in and say, if you think honestly that you are not being charged, because sometimes you find, we find complain and complaints such as a consumer will say, but I've been paying this account. However, it is not decreasing. The balance just remains the same or it just decreases a little bit. So that is, those are the kind of complaints that we actually deal with as the credit ombud to say that to consumers if you find yourself in a position where you feel that you know what this this cannot be Mm. right then contact our offices for free immediately Mm. let's talk about then the institution of credit life insurance because you've referenced to it and it clearly is a lifesaver for persons who might find themselves with the kinds of mounting debts as this time might probably demand especially when people are losing their jobs and jobs Mm -hmm. are not nearly as readily available now Credit life insurance, how does it work? How do you know if you have it? Of course, you probably should because you would have signed and would have been making the payments if indeed you do. And how it is triggered, in what circumstances and how does one get to prove the circumstances indeed exist for credit life itself to trigger? Because it's not as if the insurers thereof are waiting for that to happen so that they can pay. In a best case scenario, it's that it doesn't happen. But of course, the worst case scenario does happen and that's when their fiduciaries kick in. Well, when it comes to credit life insurance, firstly, we start by saying when you enter into a credit agreement, the credit provider is meant to ask you whether you have your own credit life insurance or perhaps you would like to take an in-house credit life insurance. You have the right as a consumer to choose whichever one you deem fit for your own circumstances. So what happens is that you then do that credit life insurance is to ensure that your debts are paid. Um, if at all you find yourself in a, in a situation where you, got, you get retrenched or de- de- due to disability or, or un- the dysfunction of death, then you are unable to make your payments. Then um, you've got credit life insurance that assists to pay your accounts. 
So what we normally say to consumers is as much as they inform you that you should take an in-house one, shop around a little bit to find out exactly um, which one is, which credit life insurance would be fitting to you. And uh, once you've done that, it is very important as well to inform your family that you have credit life insurance in case something happens so that they know that they don't have to worry about debt. And it's also very important to also look at your statement of accounts because it is written on your statement of accounts how much you are paying towards that credit life insurance. And that way you know exactly what you are covered for and what happens then should you need to claim for um, credit life insurance because I think that is where consumers um, also get a bit lost because you need to approach the credit provider in case you get retrenched. Mm -hmm. That I am in this position and now I need credit life insurance to step in and take care of my debt. I know that we're, uh, in the beginning of the lockdown, a lot of consumers resorted to that, to saying that as much as, yes, it, it is... Um, this lockdown. I'm not. I'm not working right now. Can we use the credit life insurance? And the credit providers were actually allowing consumers to use this method so that they can, instead of taking a payment holiday, they can use credit life insurance to actually cover their debts. Let me take Colin in Cape Town, please. We have a caller, and for those of you who want to participate, please do so. Just get your questions through. Credit Ombud is on the line. Yeah, I'm talking to Ms. Gabelo Demba, who's a communications liaison there. Johannesburg, 714-2006. Colin, good evening. Thanks for calling. Uh, good evening, Sugeza, and your guest. Mm. You know, it's so fantastic. If I want 50,000 rand, I go to the bank, and it gets granted. I'm so excited about the 50,000 Rand because I'm, I want to do a business, I want to buy a car, something like that. I don't read the terms and conditions, which many, 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 many South Africans don't do. When they hear the, the loan has been granted, they're so excited. Now, the thing is this. When they get into difficulties or problems, retrenchments or COVID, whatever it is, the insurance, Make sure there's insurance. Make sure everything before you even start spending at 50,000 rand. Make sure it's covered. And make sure that you are covered. And when you get um, a letter or email, you are behind one month or two months. People ignore those things. They ignore that. Go to your creditor. Go to your bank and sit down. No, I haven't got the time to go there. That is the biggest problem with us South Africans. And fortunately, I've never had credit in my life. You are very lucky to be in such a position. Yeah, but yeah, I, think yeah I know. I saved up until I could get cash. The only credit I got is my income tax, which I've got to pay every <laughs> month. My rental taxes. You're a very lucky person and we are thankful that there are still those people who can still manage their finances as they do. Of course, there aren't too many Collins around. And I think Colin does raise a fair point. I think the irresponsibility is also a factor that needs to be corrected among the lenders or the ordinary South Africans, given the fact that a lot of what Colin has said does resonate probably with a lot of people who have credit. That's very true. I mean, the Songhezo with uh, most consumers, like Colin said, 
the moment that you apply for credit and you are approved, you don't even look at the terms and conditions. You just want to sign. You just want to put the signature on this, this agreement so that you can get whatever it is, whether it is a loan, whether it is a vehicle, you just want to get that credit. And the moment that you are approved, you just carry on with life and you are happy. But the moment that you come across trouble, that is when you start asking questions, but what about this and what about that? I mean, that's why I'm saying to you, Colin, I mean, when you work in the credit industry, to us, it is like credit life insurance is one of those things that, of course, there is credit life insurance, but to a a, a normal South African, credit life insurance might be something that they don't even think about when they enter into a credit agreement. So it is very important that we send out the message to consumers and say, before you enter into a credit agreement, remember, we are talking about your finances here. So as much as, yes, it, the, the, I think that um, the other mistake that we make as consumers is to think that we are the only ones who are benefiting, or rather the credit grant is the one that is benefiting, and we need them more than they need us. But we have to understand that it's a relationship between two uh, p- people, or, or rather entities, and the moment that you enter into a, uh, that, that credit agreement, both parties actually benefit from from that. So therefore, you have the right to actually ask questions before you enter into a credit uh, agreement. And if you do not understand, get somebody else to make sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into. Fair point. I'm sure South Africans heard that. And it is my hope that I'll remember some of these conversations you and I have had when I meet with my financial advisor uh, on Monday next week, just to make sure I'm on the safest possible side. Of course, times are hard. They can never be a catch-all, but we certainly should try. For your time, thank you then, Ms. Kabelotim. No, thank you so much, Tengizo. Have a wonderful evening. Certainly. You too, ma'am. Being unemployed and dealing with debt, please listen out for this podcast. I think we would all do well to listen to it again. After the ad break, we're talking about... A doctor turned wedding planner. Amazing. 2051.